So let's get into the five pillars. The five pillars of fast growth. Pillar one, financial accountability. We have our growth strategy and targets mapped out. We have budgets that are reviewed regularly. We project and monitor cash and credit capacity. We have effective cost controls in place. We have a simple reporting system that summarizes the key financial measurements in our business. Okay, so there's five points around financial accountability. And of course, again, to scale, you need the financial founda foundation and reporting systems. And, um, and you, you know, this is about measuring your effectiveness. So you need to know what the dials and levers are in your business that you need to turn or pull to make sure that you stay profitable and viable and growing into the future. So this is where we start. To each group different, I recommend a very simple dashboard of some kind that gives you two, three, or four of your top metrics that absolutely represent the health of your business that you can look at weekly. And then you can deep dive appropriately whenever you want and look at other layers of those dials or levers, the, the dashboard. You think about a pilot flying a plane, the pilot doesn't need to know everything that's happening in the plane with every detail, but they sure do need to know their altitude, right? And they want to know their speed. And I don't know, maybe a couple other things. Um, if you're a pilot, you would know, right? But I would think those are two you need, speed and altitude. Otherwise, you're going to crash. So what, what do you need to see in your business weekly that makes sure you don't crash? And then you, you need a robust financial accountability structure underneath that for the integrity of the business to be um, run. And for some startups, they need to grow into this. But this is number one for a reason. You need visibility. So with all that said, I also have for each of these a mindset practice. So financial accountability, absolutely. We are accountable for the success of this organization over time financially, and everyone should know that. And the mindset practice for the team and for the leaders, we think abundance. So although I have things in here about cost controls and budgets, they are important only to the degree that they help you grow. We don't want to budget or cost control our business out of existence. Um, if, if you go too far the other side or you have personalities or too much on the side of, you know, we got to be, we got to be conservative. We got to be careful. We got to be, blah, blah, blah. and if that's the overarching conversation of your leadership team and ownership team because of a strong personality or just because no one's taking a stand for abundance and growth, you will probably cost control yourself out of existence, right? Because you can run really good cost controls um, if, and, but if no one's talking about the sales line, the top line, you're in trouble. It's a slow death. Uh, so, um, this is all grounded in, we think abundance. Number one, we're always thinking about how we're growing. The cost controls are important, but sales fixes most things, doesn't it? So, um, we want to always make sure we're taking care of that top line. And we think from there as a team. And we don't think from how do we cut costs, we think from how do we grow sales and which way does your team think naturally. And then you can start to shift that as a leader. And um, I sometimes think of this 51-49 mindset. 51% of our decisions should be made about from a growth weight. If you think about a scale, I want to I lean towards making decisions absolutely for growth and I want to be a great business person and I want to I want to center myself on my decisions and be responsible for all the things we have on the screen at a you know if you think about a 49% but we're going to grow and uh and we're going to wait it that way
Okay, so that will help you make investments smartly instead of being scared to uh, build for the future. Pillar two, living our vision. So we have articulated our company's values, vision, and mission. We are focused on achieving two or three specific operational objectives within given periods linked to our values, vision, and mission. We refer to our values, vision, and mission when making major decisions about our product service our product and service offerings. We refer to our values, vision, and mission when making major decisions about our hiring, firing, and performance management conversations. And we stress test our business strategies for their consistency as they relate to our values, vision, and mission. So living our vision is another big area that I love speaking about and obviously leading teams inside of. Uh, you've got your financial foundation, and now we've got our vision to stand on that financial foundation because now we can we're actually in business and we can keep expanding our vision. Um, so much can be said about living our vision, but this speaks to your culture and whatever your values are. You know, what is it you value? You value excellence in service. You value integrity. You, you, va you value, you know, respect in the workplace. Whatever your values are, um, that needs to be articulated. And there's lots of people who can help you with that, but it's no more complicated if you don't have them in place than starting to write them down for yourself and say, what do I value? You know, what is it that are the standards that I live my life by and that the company wants to reflect? And then what are our shared values? And obviously, it's important to do that work thoroughly with the team if you don't have it in place. I have other resources on that you can find on uh, my website, but that is important. And then, of course, vision. And this can get more into and, and then vision gets more into strategy. You know, where do you want to be in one year, two year, three year, five years? What's the vision for the company? You know, what is it you want to be famous for? What can you be the best in the world at? Um, what is your defined area of excellence that you're committed to, to breaking through? And again, I have other resources. Vision can include how do you measure that, et cetera. And then mission is more about, um, you know, what is it that what fuels your team each day? What are you out to accomplish that will never really be accomplished? A vision can be accomplished. A mission is a way of being. It's what gives you fuel. You know, we're out to, um, our, our mission is that every customer leaves happy, just as a very simple statement. Every customer leaves happy is our mission around here. Everyone's clear about that mission. And therefore, once you have that articulated, obviously you can start to grow inside your culture because you need to scale people inside a certain future that's empowering them. That's what makes up working here unique from working over there. And people want to work for great companies who are up to something important, at least that they can connect to. So um, that's a little bit about this pillar. And then once that's in place, you're now, it's about living our vision, values, and mission. It's about, do we rep, do we, are we authentic? Am I showing up to work inside this purpose every day? Are you showing up to work? Are we showing up to work as a team? Would our customers say that we're showing up that way? And are we making decisions based on the future, not the past, right? On where we're going, not on what we're scared of not happening again. Are we hiring the people that will fit our culture? Or are we making those hiring mistakes because, well, we just need people. And so you start to fill, you start to fill the grid with people. Um, but, you know, it's not a cultural fit you won't scale well that way. Okay. And then lastly there, you stress test your business strategy. So is this, is this idea? Cause there's lots of ideas, but this is about what will you focus on two or three specific areas I've put here at any one time, your team should be focused and know what their priorities are. And they should have that connected to 
why the enterprise exists, the vision, the mission, and the values. Um, so there you go. In a few points, there's what a winning culture looks like living your vision. And to scale, people need to know what they're building, why they're building it, and how they can contribute to it. And then lastly, here the mindset here for the team is we lead from the future. We lead from the future. Around here, we are growing, we are scaling, we are building, and we have a bold future, which we look to to be our North Star and give us our inspiration. And we have a shared future together. We're going on to pillar three. So pillar three, effective communication. <clears throat> Leadership team and key team members arrive at alignment about the direction and focus of the company based on values, vision, and mission. We communicate that information to the rest of the organization. We communicate effectively with our customers and suppliers. Our marketing and sales materials clearly articulate our values, vision, and mission. We teach all team members how to give and receive clear, direct, and honest feedback. All right, so to scale and to execute, we obviously need to have great communication skills and a healthy culture that way. So again, lots you can dive into, but this is one of the, the key pillars. And the main mindset practice here is we talk straight and we align. So we know that aligned teams perform better than misaligned teams. Misaligned teams have the infighting, they have the gossip, they have the um, you know fighting each other for resources, the backroom talk, the killing off leadership and the lack of implementation and working in silos. That's, that's all the symptoms of a lack of aligned team. And before that, you really need to be talking straight as a culture. Uh, do you talk straight as a leader? Um, talking straight doesn't mean saying what's ever on your mind and just dumping on people. It means giving thoughtful communication, but not stepping over issues and not waiting, thinking somebody else is going to handle it. And uh, to scale your culture and your team, obviously, this is foundational. Otherwise, you're going to bring people into an environment that's toxic. And um, they're not going to be focused on the business objectives. They're going to be focused on surviving each other each day, which is not a fun workplace to do. And uh, again, there's no real chance to scale without great communication. Again, many resources I have specifically on how to have powerful one-on-one -on -one conversations, how to lead effective team meetings, how to communicate your vision and message to your team. I have di different, obviously, lengthier programs on that. Um, but these are the key points that you need to have in place. And again, you're just looking in this webinar and this masterclass at what may be missing currently in your team or business to be able to scale. Then you can go get those answers, obviously. Okay, pillar number four, leadership and motivation. So we model our stated values in everything we do. We inspire passion in the people in our organization. We lead our team members to live the values, vision, mission in everything we do. We create a culture that attracts people to want to join our company as customers and or team members. And we have an ongoing personal and professional training and development options for the, our team. So again, to scale, we need the uh, people fundamentally that work for you need to see that they can develop with you. They want to grow with the company as the company grows. They want to share in the success of the company. And so as you scale, you go from, well, we have a team of X amount of people. We can replace people if we need to maybe, 
or it's so small at the beginning, everyone is so active doing everything. They're all owners because it's just all of you and you just do whatever it takes to make the business work and it's exciting. Uh, but then as you start to scale and maybe now you get to the point where you don't know everyone's name in your business and you have different layers of leadership leading different teams, we now need an overall organizational plan to be able to ensure people are A, inside the culture, and B, they're able to see a pathway for themselves over time to when they go home with their kids, their wife or their husband, to be able to say, I can't wait, you know, I'm going to grow in this company for the rest of my life, or I'm going to grow in this company at least for the next five years and get to this point, and then I'm going to go on and do my own thing. But they need to see a future from being with you. And that, that involves the leadership and motivation uh, pathways that you, you create. And then obviously also that they're part of a company who is walking the talk. The leadership models the values and the vision and the mission. And the leadership is connecting that uh, in everything that's rolled out. You know, uh, any team meeting is grounded in, oh, welcome everyone. This is why we're having the meeting. And remember, this is inside where we're going and how exciting the future is. Now let's talk about the specific item today about implementing this new CRM system, but it's not a CRM system. It's a pathway to the future, you see? So because the future was talked about, otherwise it's disconnected and it's just another thing on a to-do list. Um, so that won't scale. And then the mindset here is we are all accountable. So although I have the word motivation there, I also do other work where I, I go after and sometimes do damage to this concept of motivation. My view is that the best companies at scale are self-led organizations. Self-led organizations mean that if I'm on this team, I get to look myself in the mirror and I get to say, I'm accountable for the future period. I'm not waiting to be motivated by my boss. I will motivate myself because I own the future. And if the other steps above, the other pillars are in place, especially that shared future, inviting people to participate, uh, people naturally are accountable for what they care about, right? You think about anything in your life that you care about. Uh, so we we are accountable naturally for things we care about in life. And we take action consistent with it. And when we don't take action, it kind of shows up for us like, oops, that was, you know, if if I have a harsh word for Cole, then it might show up for myself inside my commitment to be a great dad that there's a better way for me to handle that. And so I'll, I'll, I'll true myself up. I don't need my boss, or in this case, maybe my wife to tell me, hey, dude, that was, you know, kind of rough on him. Um, it's fine to get that coaching, but ultimately that won't make the difference either. No one can make you accountable. You know, there's a lot done in organizations to motivate people and inspire people. And my boss should be this way. And the bosses think they should be more inspirational. And the employees think they should be, the boss should be more inspirational. And I like to cut through all that and say, that's never going to work. The only thing that ever works is somebody as an individual has a conversation with themselves at some point and says, okay, I'm going to own this thing. I'm going to own my part in the success of the future. And um, you can count on me for it. And so I like to encourage teams and I'm always listing for teams to reach that point sooner than later. And inside this context of scaling up and growth, when you got people who are accountable for the growth, you're going to do a lot less work as the leader which is what I want to do. I just want to, you know, guide and mentor and celebrate success. Um, I don't want to hammer at people and I'm not going to do it. It's, it's a waste of time and ineffective. Um, so this is all about finding a way to build a culture of accountability. And without it, likely you'll, you, you won't be able to scale or grow quickly. 
uh, it will all be on your shoulders forever. And then you'll do something else. Um, either, you know, at some point you're not leading the company. So you need other people to run it. Pillar five, commitment to action. Here we go. Last pillar of the five. So commitment to action. Most often action plans are completed on time and on budget. Again, as a self-assessment, just take a look for yourself. You have clear action plans. Are they completed on time and on budget? Uh, everyone is encouraged to prioritize their activities. We prepare and work from a well-understood plan of action, which details who is to do what by when. We have an ongoing performance management system based on our values, vision, and mission. All our action plans are grounded in and are designed to accomplish our clearly stated goals. Okay, so that's pillar five, that, that the culture is one of a commitment to action. You, you need these systems in place. You need an action planning system, a way to get the team together, regular scheduled meetings to talk that are very focused with clear outcomes, uh, with strong communication and strong facilitation. Um, you need to know, everybody should know what their priorities are um, so they can actually act on it and, and not get in this world of, oh, I've got too much to do. I'm overwhelmed and not another new idea coming down from the boss. And, uh, you know, everyone will start to complain about those things if the leader is not listening for what are the priorities from the top and then how does that cascade through the organization and to really understand, to do our best work, I got to focus on something. And my expectation is that we complete things 100%, which is the mindset, I think, here. We execute every time out. So we execute every time out. I, this is all about execution. This is why it's pillar number five. If we're not going to uh, actually implement that, which are, we strategize and we, we action plan for inside our vision, then nothing moves in this business. So I want to build a culture where our stand is we execute every time out. We do not fail. And it doesn't mean it's going to go as planned. It means we need to get back together, re, uh, sorry, um, re collaborate newly. We need to coordinate newly. We need to find new pathways, but we will execute because we're in high performance communication and we're committed to results, not the reasons why not. We're, we're not going to get back together and have a bunch of excuses and justifications. I'll have about 30 seconds to listen to those and have compassion for it. And sometimes we need to learn from, we need to have enough room to hear what's happening but at some point, not too long in the conversation, it's got to move to what's the next action here because we're not going to let go of the outcome. We just got to think newly together and support one another newly, support each other. This is all about we've got each other's back, right? It's not you you messed up, now go fix it. No, it's we're having a mature professional conversation as a culture, um, but we're not going to let our customers down. We're not going to let the revenue down. We're not going to let the profitability down. And that's the expectation around here. So uh, we will act, but we will act in an organized, coordinated, prioritized, well-thought-out fashion. And we will do thinking in advance and not pretend something's going to work. Deal with what does this look like delivered I, I use the analogy sometimes I deliver a pizza. I order a pizza. Sorry, I don't deliver one. I order a pizza. I expect the pizza to show up at the door sometime around when I expected it to be. And I want it to be the right pizza. So anything you implement, you've got to say, what does it look like the pizza delivered? What does this final product look like? And map it out and, and have the team confront it and then work backwards. Do we, do we know how that's going to work? 
Do we have the right ingredients? Do we have the right manpower? Do we rather have the right team making the pizza? Do we have the right vehicle to get it there? And how are we going to hand the box to the customer and think through it all and then organize the workflows from there? That's outcome-based thinking. That's being able to execute more reliably. And obviously you can scale when you execute. Uh, you start promising your customer something and then you stop delivering. Uh, well, the revenue won't last. We know that. The worst thing to do is to not correct immediately when you're growing fast, you got to be very attuned to uh, what you're promising and what you're delivering.